Love of Swimming is a podcast that celebrates the wonderfully diverse community of swimmers and fantastic swimming opportunities that exist on the Isle of Wight off the south coast of England. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Sandy Chikunyani. In 2019, I started the group Outdoor Swimming Isle of Wight as I wanted to find people to swim with in the sea. Since then, I've been on an amazing swimming journey, meeting some wonderful people who share my passion for swimming. I founded a social enterprise to support and encourage people to swim in the sea, trained to be an open water coach, developed the concept of a sea cafe and have brought the sport of Longecot, renamed sea hiking, to the place where I live. I'm part of the outside research study team based at Sussex University, looking at outdoor swimming as a nature-based social prescribing intervention for depression and I work in the voluntary sector on the Isle of Wight. For the Love of Swimming is also the name of a series of community events that aim to share information and inspiration and to connect people through swimming. So if you're lucky enough to live on or visit the island, look out for these events coming soon. Follow us on all the usual social media channels and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for more personal swimming stories. In this episode, I interview Fran Holdsworth, a regular swimmer in Freshwater Bay. Unfortunately, our decision to do the interview at Freshwater Bay was not a particularly good one. Uh, There is a fair amount of distortion from the waves and the wind, unfortunately. But I so enjoyed this interview that I really wanted to share it with you. And hopefully uh, one day I'll be able to re-record an interview with Fran uh, when she returns from Australia. But for now, here is the interview that we did at Freshwater Bay. Yes, so today I'm in Freshwater Bay and I'm meeting Fran Holdsworth for the first time. So thank you for coming on the podcast. Welcome, Fran. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Um, And so it is a little bit noisy, but it's absolutely gorgeous here. We're looking out on on a very sunny sea (laughs) and I couldn't wish to be anywhere else really doing this interview. But um, if we could start, could I start by asking you, Fran, just to introduce yourself and tell me what sort of swimmer are you? I'm driven to swim. There's something inside me that makes me really want to be in that water. So this morning, when I came down to the bay early on, it was way too rough to get in where we're looking now. But I went round the corner to the little bay and struggled in there. Um, in spite of the fact that it makes no sense (laughs) and um, I'm I'm just one of the local eccentrics that do this thing um, because we need to, we have to do it. So I'm that kind of swimmer, I I can't not do it. Yeah, and how long have you been doing for, Uh, if you don't mind me asking? um, Forever, I think um, I I had polio when I was five and one of the things that I've been very able to do is to swim. Walking has been much harder and uh, when we were five we came and lived in the Isle of Wight. So we used to spend a lot of time on the beach and I don't actually remember learning to swim. I just, I know my mum and my dad were both very good swimmers. I think maybe um, having developed strong upper body muscles to deal with crutches, which I've been on for 70 years next year, um, I I have the ability to swim just with my upper body strength, so Mm -hmm. I don't use my legs at all. So I've been swimming since I was tiny, really. (laughs) 
Wow. <laughs> there are pictures of me at Compton when I was three years old. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. So you know these waters quite well. I know these waters quite well and especially this bay. This is my favourite place for swimming. Um, so well I know how, how safe I can be, how I can head straight out. Oh, there are wonderful stories about me in this place. <laughs> well, hopefully well, we'll get some of them out of you today. <laughs> I, um, I, so I, I go off those steps that you can see mm -hmm. over there. Um, I, I leap over the wall in my gazelle-like fashion, leave my sticks at the top, go down to the sea without having to walk on the pebbles. Um, and get in from there but that means that somebody sees me heading off to sea leaving a pile of clothes and crutches behind <laughs> which has caused a few problems oh, in the past really such as well like calling in at the lifeboat station and saying there's a woman just gone way too far out and we're a bit worried about her and their response is she always comes back <laughs> um and then there was the time the Coast Guard came, some, some tourist or other thought I was in distress, which I deny, absolutely. And um, when I got out and was changing again, there was a, a Coast Guard above me, hovering with binoculars, looking out to sea. And eventually I said to him, what are you looking for? And he said, a swimmer in distress. <laughs> so, um, uh, I had to apologise and he said we'd always rather come than, yeah. than you know, not be sure, mm. so don't worry about it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm well known around these parts. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you've almost answered some of my simple questions already, but let's start. What is your favourite stroke? <laughs> my favourite stroke's overarm. I, I, I can't do the, um, the leg muscles to go with um, breaststroke, so mm -hmm. it doesn't work for me. somewhere that's most memorable? Um, well, this bay and Port Willunga in Australia, which is very close to where I live there, um, that's a glorious bay. It, it's another bay, much, much longer, um, but wonderful swimming if you're not too bothered about the sharks. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of us would be quite bothered by that. Uh, people are very bothered about them, but honestly, the, the statistics show that more people die from mosquito bites than shark bites, yeah. and uh, it doesn't bother me. I, 
I, I acquired the nick uh, two nicknames I have out there. One of them is Mermaid, which is very straightforward, but the other one is Sharkbait. <laughs> because there used to be a fisherman that um, sat at the top of the cliff overlooking the bay mm -hmm. and saw me swimming and thought I went too far out, so he nicknamed me Sharkbait. And I'm very proud of that. <laughs> so you should be. Good nickname. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? To, do you prefer to swim alone or with yes. others? Oh, alone. Um, Has that always been the case? Mm. Yes. Mm. I, I'm very independent. I like to be swimming at my own pace. I tend to veer. I so I bump into people. The bay can be empty. There can be two people and a boy in the bay, and I'll hit one of them. I think I'm with you on that ridiculous. one. <laughs> it's a magnet magnetism, yes. isn't it? Yeah. So I'd rather swim alone. And occasionally people say, can I swim with you, Fran? And, and um, that ends up in, with some quite funny situations where they're slightly alarmed by how far, <laughs> how far I go or, or the caves that we wind our way through. I won't mention names, but they'll know if they hear this. <laughs> <laughs> and so are you a bit of a long distance swimmer? What, what's the sort of uh, furthest that you tend to swim? No, the furthest was right to Portsmouth. Which was at low that's tide. quite far. That's quite three, far. How far is that? Just three and a quarter miles, four and a quarter at high tide, mm -hmm. but it was low tide. Mm -hmm. But that was that was. Um, I was so worried I wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. I didn't tell anybody I was doing it. You're kidding, no, really? No, so I just, I just the lifeboat came with me, and I arrived the other side. Nobody to greet me. Nobody's greeted me. Thank <laughs> you. 
I mean, what do you think about this kind of pop, new popularity for wild swimming? Oh, uh, well, I don't mind the wild swimmers. They're great fun. But mm -hmm. there's, a, there's one lady that comes down here in the morning and goes in in a, a bobble cap. Not, not, not a swimming cap, mm -hmm. a bobble cap. Yeah. And uh, I'm quite impressed by that. <laughs> and they go through the winter, which, of course, I do, but not in this country. <laughs> You're a year-round but summer yeah, swimmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Now, uh, did you just tell? So you did your first uh, first solid swim a while ago. Do you want to tell us more about that? Why you first did it? Oh, just the challenge. Mm -hmm. I'm always always looking for a physical challenge. I think part of the thing that um, gets me through um, some quite low patches is when I have something to aim for. Um, and as I said, swimming's easier than walking, so that's been the chief thing. So it's just to have a, a goal, really. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the second solo swim was because that piece of water between Hurst and Polwell is so challenging. Mm. You have to get the tides right or you haven't got a boat. Um, and I didn't quite get the tides right the first time I did it. So it took me an hour and a half instead of uh, just around an hour. And the lifeboat people that were with me kept, kept trying to persuade me I should get out. Apparently I was going backwards at one point. But, um, but I wouldn't, didn't. And I got there in the end. Um, but it did take an extra half an hour. So you're quite determined. Because I'm quite determined. <laughs> Stubborn is another word for it. And you said that um, I think you inspired other people to do that swim, didn't you? Oh well, yes. Then after after I'd done so the the first um, Hearst swim, I did from the island to Hearst. Mm -hmm. And as I say, I got caught in the riptide. It took half an hour to get through that that little race there. Um, so what I realised was that if you do it the other way around, you're much more able to get the tides right. Yeah. people said to me if you ever do it again I'd love to do it with you um, and I'd been raising funds for Samaritans when I did it on my own mm -hmm. and I realized there was the potential for raising a lot of money for Samaritans if we ran it as a group effort um, so then in 2008 I think 12 of us did it mm -hmm. and we had kayaks as well as of money and, and that so there was a template then for that swim for Samaritans to raise funds and if they went on um, doing it for several years then I don't think they, they're doing it at all no. but it made a huge difference to the wealth of the branch mm. which had been a very poor branch and been a very rich branch right so, yeah and now other charities are doing the same thing yes, aren't they yes so. Seem to be lots of people wanting to do it. Yeah. Um, one of the things that people worry about when they do it with the West White Sports Centre is that it's a very local charity. Mm. But in fact, some people come from the mainland, quite yeah. a long way away. I met several people this year who've come a long way, and they obviously managed to raise the funds easily. Yeah. 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 That's great. 
What else? What else can I ask you? I feel like I could talk forever, well, listen to you forever, but it, it is getting rather noisy. It is, yes. <laughs> Any, anything else you uh, would like to tell um, us? Tell me about Kilimanjaro. <laughs> <laughs> Kilimanjaro was my ultimate challenge after I swam around the needles, which I thought would be quite a big challenge and was. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what I was going to tackle next. Mm. And I had looked at Kilimanjaro a few years before. I'd, uh, I'd done the research and thought, I don't think I can do this. I've done enough research to, for it to frighten me. Mm -hmm. And then after I'd done the needle swim, my sister said to me, I hope you won't be doing any more daft challenges like Kilimanjaro. That's just red rag to a bull for me. So um, I started looking at it again mm -hmm. and set it up. And once I started talking about it and, and committed in my head, um, people joined me. So I had five close friends mm -hmm. who didn't know each other, but six of us went up with a huge team of porters yeah. and guides. And we took a slow route. I told the company that we went with that I couldn't walk more than five hours a day. Um, and it was very, very hard, very slow, but it was fantastic until the last morning. Um, we, on the eighth day, we were very, very close to the top. And I was shattered. We'd been up 13 hours the day before. Wow. So before dawn and after dusk, I was walking and there's very little oxygen at that level, so I think it's 50% of what's in the ground. And I was shattered and I, I, I thought we were ready to go and there wasn't that much left to do and I just said, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> and the guy looked me straight in the eye and he said, Fran, you're the reason we're all here. <laughs> so I achieved it in yeah. the end. With help, I mean, yeah. with, with with mental help, really. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it was much harder because it was an ongoing thing, day after yeah. day after day, and walking instead of swimming. Mm. Um, but it's probably the thing I'm proud of. Yeah. 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 It was fabulous. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Uh, I mean, after that, I mean, are there any are there any other swimming challenges that you would like to set uh -huh. yourself? Well, you should ask. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Well, I, I got up. Am I allowed to swear? Yes. I got yes. out of the solar swim this year saying, I'm never fucking well doing that again. <laughs> and and then? then? In about three weeks, mm -hmm. I'm going, the one I really want to do is the Hellespont swim, which is um, near Istanbul. Right. So it's from Europe to Asia. And it's Amazing. tiny, it's yeah. only four and a half kilometres. Yeah. Um, one kind of feeling around with one or two people that swim to see whether I can persuade them to come with me. Sounds amazing. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> well, I don't know a lot more. Do you know um, the temperature of the water? Yeah, 21 or 22. Okay. So mm -hmm. uh, I don't think most people wear wetsuits. No. I've seen the videos. Mm -hmm. And it, it worried me. It's a bit like Kilimanjaro. About two or three years ago, I got in touch with Swim Trek, who are the mm -hmm. company that do it, um, and said, 
I would need somebody to make sure that I get into the water. Once I'm in the water, I'm fine. Yeah. But I need support getting into the water and somebody to pick up my sticks. Mm -hmm. um, and they just said, we can't help you with that. Oh, what really? What you need <laughs> is um, to bring your own support and it needs to be a swimmer. Right. So now I'm kind of feeling around yes. with people to mm -hmm. see. I am sure you will find more than one. <laughs> I don't know. But but the people who I told I'm never going to do this again will be horrified. <laughs> However, I think it yeah. might have to be done. Yeah. Well, I think you're a great inspiration. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. It is getting a little bit noisy, I think, sure. here. It yeah. would, I would love to interview you again when you come back from Australia, if possible. <laughs> um, but before we go, maybe you could just sum up um, what it is you love about swimming, as that is the title oh. of this podcast. Um, the freedom in the water. Um, the... the limited amount of challenge. I, I, I don't take risks, although people watch me and think I do, but I don't. I'm actually very careful in my risk-taking. Um, so there's a limited amount of risk. The, 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 something about the cold water um, that is very energising. Um, so if I wake up feeling horrible and come and have a, an early swim, Thank you. Thank you so much, Fran. It's been an absolute pleasure. Bye-bye.